0: Bad Guy Inc. presents Beyond the Fight. What's happening, guys? Welcome to Beyond the Fight. This is brought to you, of course, by BetDSI. Guys, if there's any major world or sporting event that you want to put a little action on, go to BetDSI.com. Here's the deal. You put up $50. Use the promo code BADGUY. one word, B-A-D-G-U-Y. They will match your $50. You will have a hundred bucks on the books at betdsi.com. Your 50 plus the promo code bad guy gets you 50. All right. A lot happened over the weekend. Let, let, let's just talk about one thing. Let's just talk about the Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier fight. First off, wow. I mean, you want to talk about two tough guys that wanted to beat one another. You want to talk about grit and guts. That fight had it all. I mean, these guys, they went, they absolutely went to war. And Poirier, you guys know how good Poirier is, but in fairness, he's so greatly underrated. I mean, he really is. As good as you guys think he is, oh, that's a tough guy. He's been around a little bit. No, no, no. That guy is a straight-up killer in the hardest weight class in the sport, getting his hand raised more times than not, taking on the former world champion of multiple organizations. Is there an organization Eddie hadn't been king of? Uh, UFC, Bellator, Bodog all come to mind. Is there anything out there that 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 turkey hadn't won? So they're going to war. And Poirier is about to get him. I mean, Eddie's done. Cormier and Rogan are on the mic, Annick, and they're calling it. Hey, Eddie's out. And he was. He was out on his feet. He couldn't have told you what day it was. He couldn't have told you his name was Eddie Alvarez. But he was still on his feet. Which means he's got a chance. That's the way Eddie's mind works. And he just starts swinging. He's not boxing. He's not fighting. He's swinging. And he's trying to stay alive. And he doesn't stop swinging. Pretty soon his legs start to come back a little bit. He is still, I mean, he's out of it, but he's trying. And before you know it, one of those shots gets through. And now Poirier's hurt. And Eddie's still out of it. When Poirier was hurt, Eddie was still out of it. He's operating on instinct. I mean, this was awesome. Just an awesome... It was an inspirational battle of not just skill, but of wills. Absolutely inspiring fight. So the fight concludes. Eddie's on top, and is pinned up against the fence. And if you guys saw this, you'll know exactly the position I'm talking about. But if you didn't, it's important that you you try to close your eyes a little bit and envision this, because the position is relevant so eddie's got a wrist right on one side and he's very high on poirier's body poirier's pinned up against the fence and eddie's head meaning his eyes is way up and looking at poirier's hands his head is way up by poirier's head and he's looking at his hands and the hands are relevant because what do we know about a new grounded fighter we know that rule just changed and a grounded fighter has to have both hands down palms very specifically both palms down i don't like that i don't understand that i don't know why that's the way it is but it is relevance to this okay relevance to the positioning of where eddie could see and where his focus was was that at some point in this position poirier brought his back knee down now when poirier's knee comes down you no longer have to talk about what the new excuse me what the new grounded fighter rule is That just, that, that, that refers back to the old, if a knee is down, a guy is down, but Eddie doesn't know it. He doesn't know Poirier's bought his knee down. I could tell, I'm telling you, and I know I'm right. I'm telling you, I'm right here. Eddie didn't know. And he's looking at Poirier's hands and Poirier's only got one hand down. Well, under the new rules, that hand didn't even count as down because it wasn't a palm. It was a fist. And that may sound weird to you guys, but this is what the rule is. The other hand is up, so Eddie's got the right to knee him under the new rules, and Eddie does. Knee hard. Oh, Eddie knees him right in the side of the head. No protection by Poirier. Then Eddie realizes, why don't I just do it again? So he does. Knee, oh, he kneed him so hard, right in the side of head of, of Poirier. Now, this gets real confusing because after I just laid out for you guys what the new rules are, and that absent of the subsequent knee that was down, which makes it illegal under any rule set you're going, Eddie's focused on the hand. We as viewers are focused on the hand. The announcers that are explaining this to the world are focused on the hands. What none of us take into consideration is that this fight is in the state of Texas, who much like New Jersey and much like the entire country of Brazil, has rejected the new rules. And therefore, we're going off of the old rules, in which case a downed opponent is what Poirier is doing with the one downed hand. What we don't realize, Eddie, Eddie doesn't realize, is that a knee is also down and none of these rules matter anyway. He's just straight up down anyway. you want to look at it. So he throws two knees. Oh, these are vicious. They're they're so vicious. And and, and poor Poirier in his defense, I mean, he offered no, absolutely no resistance to this knee because he knew he was down and he knew that a, a knee to the head wasn't even an option let alone two of them at full pace with a fence on the other side of you giving you uh, no give. I mean, Poirier really was wronged here. Absolutely no way around it. Herb Dean realizes this. He's refing the match. He steps in and stops it. Well, this is going to be a disqualification. The rules are pretty damn clear on that. And you could talk about the new rules and the ABC and the old rules and and who got on board and who didn't. None of them are relevant here, guys. The knee was down under any kind of rule set in the history of modern MMA, which is going to take you back Definitely to 2001, but even about 1999. It's going to take you back that far. That is a downed opponent, and that is against the rules, period. Herb Dean sees that. He stops it. And Herb needed to get clarification, and he went and got some clarification, brought in Mark Ratner, got an opinion on that. I don't know what that conversation was like. However, when Herb came back in, and it kind of hurt me. As a fan, I didn't like that it was going to be a disqualification. As a fan, I mean, this was just a great contest. Eddie was coming back, showed this. Heart. I'm going, oh, poor Eddie. He's got to get disqualified here. That affects his pay. That affects some prestige. That affects the ranking. Two losses in a row. I just, I don't think that's ever happened in Eddie Alvarez's career. And I'm going, but what, what about Borea? That poor guy's out there fighting, too. And he just got, fat. I mean, the worst, fat, two knees, two knees, no pad on right to the side of the head. I mean, just an exposed target. So as a fan, you just hated to see it go this way. But the bottom line is the rules are the rules. It's a disqualification. Poirier is going to win. Well, when Bruce Buffer reads the announcement, he reads no contest. Says this fight is ruled a no contest. So as a fan, it's like, hey, that's kind of cool. I'm kind of glad nobody had to lose there. That that almost uh, assures us of a rematch and we get to continue this thing and get it right. But you don't get to be a fan. We have rules. Dustin Poirier wins by disqualification. That's it. There is nothing written anywhere out there where you could come to a different conclusion. But that conclusion was came to and Herb Dean spoke on it later. He he said a piece in the media and I was able to see it and he said, "You know, I I agree it was illegal and that's why I stopped it." He said, "But I believe for a disqualification, it has to be intentionally illegal and I don't think Eddie knew his knee was down." Well, I agree with Herb. Fully. I I can all I mean, I can assure you guys. Just I'm just positive, and if you saw the position, I think you'd come to the same conclusion. Where Eddie was, and the way the knee came down, it didn't change the posture. It didn't change the body position. Poirier was just able to bring this knee down but keep the same height. He didn't change elevation. Does that make sense to you guys? So there really was no way you were in Eddie's spot to know that knee was down. Then when you're confused with, well, what's a downed opponent? Where's the hand? And, oh, my God, we're fighting in Texas, and they're one of only a couple of states, that, only a couple of jurisdictions, a few, few at the most in the whole world that didn't uh, adopt these rules. Yeah, Eddie was confused. That's fair. I don't think he knew the knee was down either. I just didn't know, and I still don't know that I agree that intent matters. Dustin Poirier was fouled viciously twice. Now, they call it no contest. Okay, crowd is crowd is upset. Eddie's the worst guy in the world. Everybody hates him. Poirier, hates, I mean, it, it's terrible. Eddie takes the mic. And at this point, they are re-showing it on the big screen that the UFC puts up in the arena. So they go to Eddie, and Eddie just tells the truth. And he says, I thought it was legal when I threw it. I can see on that video his knee is down. That is illegal, and I apologize. And it was per- it was the perfect answer. And for Eddie to give a perfect answer in the state of mind that he was in, I mean, I'm talking a war. This fight was awesome. You guys re- really should... Go back and watch if you haven't seen Absolutely great. For him to give a perfect answer is going to be pretty hard to do. And the one thing that I would just always remind you guys when you're in a PR mess is the truth is your friend. The truth will set you free. And Eddie looked at that, and he said those were illegal, and I'm sorry. And boy, did it ever set him free. Not only did that crowd turn, and the crowd's a focus group. They represent all of us at home in our living room too, right? When they're booing live, we're booing at home. When they're mad live, we're all mad at home. Well, Eddie said that. I mean, everything changed. Poirier grabs the mic next. He puts Eddie over. Poirier accepted the apology like a man, right? Eddie makes an apology. Hey, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Poirier, like a man, accepts the apology on the spot and everybody leaves happy. It was really cool for multiple reasons. The one gray spot, and we've just got to get clarity, and Brian Stan came out and spoke about this, and I'm so glad he did because people really listen to Brian Stan. And he just said, guys, we're better than this. We have a rule. The rule was violated. That's a disqualification. Brian's right. And if you want to have this room for a referee to change his mind after the fact and do this whole replay scenario and however it is you want to do it, that's fine as long as you do it. We saw the same thing in the Weidman fight with Musasi, where it's very unclear. If you want to have a rule of instant replay, you got to make it a rule. If a referee makes a call, because there's always a room, there's always room for error, and anytime there's something wrong, they can default to a referee's discretion. If you want to do that, and the referee can say it's illegal get outside, cancel, come back, see a video replay, and then change his own mind and say, well, it's not illegal, it's unintentional, but it is a foul, and we're just going to go home right now. If you want to do it, you've got to change the rule. you got to change the rule and give yourself that gray area in that wiggle room. The way the rules are written right now, they don't have that benefit. There's only a couple of jurisdictions in all of the U.S., and right now all 50 states have sanctioned legalized mixed martial arts. There's only a couple, two that I know of, two that I know of, but, but I think there could be as many as four that have the benefit of instant replay. Where Chris Weidman fought, they came out and they said, well, we have instant replay and we reviewed it. That, it's not true. They don't. I'll leave it at that. That one million percent is not within their bylaws. They do not have it. Texas does not have it. So when they call timeout and the referee goes out and gets outside counsel and reviews a replay that by rule in that jurisdiction he is not granted the benefit of and changes his mind, it's out of bounds. As you guys hear that, you're probably going to go, well, why is that out of bounds? That, that sounds right. It sounds like Herb did the right thing. He went outside. He got counsel. He got another guy's opinion. He took another look at it, and he changed his mind. That sounds right. Well, I want to disagree with you. But if that's the way it's going to be, then we have to change that rule. You cannot leave that octagon and get outside counsel. The weight is on your shoulders and all but a couple of jurisdictions. You also don't get the benefit of instant replay. And it matters who is providing you that replay. In the case of Chris Weidman, it was the UFC. They actually looked up to the UFC's jumbotron and looked at a UFC feed of it. Well, if you're working for the commission, you don't get that benefit. The commission, ha- you have to look at it at the commission's monitor on the rollback that they show you, not the companies. And that sounds like I'm splitting hairs here, but guys, it matters. If you've got rules and laws, that's what it is. Why do you think there's so goddamn many attorneys out there? Because there's different interpretations and they can pull the rules and laws apart. Whose vantage point and whose screen and whose replay are you watching is relevant? Now, set that whole argument aside because that's going to go over most people's heads. Set that aside. The referee made a decision. He then left the ring, got outside counsel, and reversed his own decision. If you're going to do that, you can no longer hang your hat on the diffuse button of a referee's discretion. The referee made his decision in a split instant. That's what's so hard about being a referee. It's so hard. How easy for me to sit back and critique Herb. So hard for Herb to be in there in the moment. However, that's still the way the rules read. He makes a decision in the moment. They could win somebody a championship, cost them a fight, hurt their career, help their career. But whatever it is, it's like the flags on football. Yeah, some might go against you, but over the time of your career, some are going to go for you too. And it all kind of evens out. And we all agree to those rules. The decision was made. It was illegal. He left the octagon. He left it. He was no longer in it. I don't know about that. I don't know about being able to do that. He seeked outside counsel. He saw a replay. He changed his mind. If you do that, you lose the coverage of referees' discretion. The only reason that rule sits of a referee's discretion is so that the referee could be wrong, that he could make a judgment call and come back later. Learning moment. But this is the decision I made and we're all going to live with it. That's the only reason the rule of referee's discretion exists. So if a referee is then going to have five minutes and outside counsel and a benefit of a replay to change his initial opinion and his initial mind, you got to do away with that rule. You have to. Which comes back to Brian Stan's point that we're better than this. That knee is confused. I don't get that. I don't. I don't. I don't get it at all. And it was put in there because they thought the the system was being gamed. I've never seen it, and I trust that it's happened. Or the referees and the body that decided this wouldn't say it. I trust that it's happened, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it gamed. The hands down, you can't knee me in the head. I don't give a goddamn if it's my finger. I don't care at all. If it's my hand, I'm down. You can't knee me. As an offensive fighter, if I have a guy in that position and his hand goes down, I don't knee him. I know the rules. I agree to the rules. That's what they are. I don't care if it's a finger, a fingertip. I don't give a damn what it is. If his hand's down, I can't do that. We are now, just to give you guys an example of gaming the system, we are working on this in my gym. This was taught last Friday by the coach of the gym. If you're in a front headlock, he cannot knee you. If you have both palms down. So what we worked on was to put one palm down and put the fist of the other hand down so that it's confusing to everybody and so that if he throws the knee, he will likely be opened up for disqualification because it's going to be so confusing. If that scenario... I don't love that we worked on that. I wasn't teaching the class, but we did work on that. If that scenario happens, you can bet your ass there's going to be confusion and the guy that threw the knee is probably going to be disqualified. However, the rule says it's got to be both palms. Okay, It's got to be both palms. And it also says you cannot throw a knee. That's relevant because if you go back to the Chris Weidman fight, I still argue those knees were illegal by Musasi. However, on instant replay, Weidman's hand had come up when he got kneed. He put it back down, Musasi threw another knee, and Weidman happened to bring his hand up to try to block the knee. So Joe Rogan, when he broke that down, said, no, those are legal. When those landed, look at Weidman's hands. It's up. But the rule doesn't say when it lands. The rule says you cannot throw a knee when the hands are down. I argue that Chris Weidman's hands were down. If you go watch that video, it's not that clear. That's why I got to say I argue. I watch it over and over, and it is like way less than a tenth of a second from either being legal or illegal. I formed my opinion that that knee was thrown while Weidman's hands were still down. The general interpretation is when it lands, but that interpretation is not the letter of the rule, and you always defer back. Always, any court in America will tell you, you defer back to the letter of the law, not the intent. And it says thrown. I believe they were thrown while his hand was down. I'm just saying there's some confusion there. I like that Brian spoke out on it. Guys, if you've got to cut weight for anything, if you're a wrestler, if you're a boxer, if you're an MMA, you've got the big weigh-in coming up. You have to know how to cut weight. Get the ultimate weight cut. Go to ultimateweightcut.com. Use the promo code Bad Guy. They will give you 40% off. It will tell you everything you need to know, including a specific and scientific rehydration plan. Go to ultimateweightcut.com. Until next time, I'm Chael Sonnen, and this is Beyond the Fight. Bad Guy Inc. presents Beyond the Fight.